my big thing is is the potential of place and the things that can happen there. Um, if you get people and purpose all kind of intersecting in a place, boy, magic can happen. Bridge the city, whoa, bridge the city, yeah. Bridge the city, yeah. Gotta bridge the city, the city. Bridge the city, whoa, bridge the city, yeah. Bridge the city, yeah. Gotta bridge the city, the city. Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our mission is to bridge together people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action. My name is Casey O'Hollick, and the episode that you are about to hear originally aired on our radio version of the show. Yes, radio. So unplug your audio cable from your car, tune in online or at 1041WXRW every Wednesday from 530 to 6 p.m. Every other week, we'll be live on air, and the opposite week, you can listen in as we rewind into our latest podcast episodes. On this Milwaukee Talkie, we meet Nick O'Brien. Nick is the small city guy around town, and we learn about his work in Wausau, Sheboygan, and all over Wisconsin, and his latest project, Revolutionizing and Activating Coworking Spaces. If you want to stay up on how you can best get involved in your Milwaukee community, subscribe from wherever you get podcasts to get new episodes dropped into your feed every week. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support our work, consider becoming a patron of ours on Patreon. Today, we're going to speak with Nick O'Brien. Nick O'Brien is a self-described community builder, creative connector, an idea and place activator. I've just had a really good conversation with him before we went on air, and I'm really excited to share um, some of his things that he's got going on. So Nick, welcome. Yeah, thank you, Casey. I'm I'm happy to be here. Yes, excellent. Um, Nick, why don't you start off by introducing yourself to our listeners? Sure. Well, you you did a a darn good job of doing so uh, beforehand, but... Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a community oriented um, kind of collaborator ideator. I tend to to take on projects that are geared toward like catalyzing culture or or community. Um, and so I I have a consulting company um, called You Are Here uh, that I think may still be the only engagement design firm in the country. At least it was when I founded it. Um, because engagement design isn't really like a thing. I kind of made it up, but uh, <laughs> I do have a like theory behind engagement uh, that or in the design of it. So uh, I think everything is, is made up until more than just one or two people buy into it, right? Um, but no, I typically work with, with uh, municipal uh, type projects and economic development organizations, um, chambers of commerces, things like that. Um, I do I do work in like you said creative place activation. So I'm kind of a nerd for uh, vacant space, unused space, whether that's um, an alleyway or a vacant storefront or an empty warehouse or an unused park, whatever it may be. Um, my big thing is is the potential of place and the things that can happen there. Um, if you get people and purpose all kind of intersecting in a place, boy, magic can happen. So. Typically, aim this uh, this this arsenal of uh, engagement theories toward uh, entrepreneurial ecosystem development. Um, currently, uh, working on innovation ecosystem development in Sheboygan. Uh, I'm the director of innovation and engagement for the Fresh Tech Innovation District uh, in Sheboygan, um, and also really nerdy about like using art and music to activate you know ideas and, and community. 
that's a pretty good wrap of uh, of who I am, what I you, do. That was great. You threw around so many different like phrases, like entrepreneur ecosystem development. Where did you get your start in all of this? Yeah, so I have a long, like I shouldn't say long because I'm not that old, but like <laughs> a windy path to where I've gotten. Um, you know, to make a, a super long, uh, short story, pretty short. Uh, I started, you know, uh, you know, my professional career, if you will, in sports journalism, actually, uh, back at 15 years old, I started working for local TV stations. Um, and, and so I, I, I worked in, in television broadcast, uh, sports television broadcast, um, until I was 25, uh, which moved me to, uh, from, uh, Missouri to Illinois, from Illinois to Wisconsin. And so I was in Wausau working, uh, for the Green Bay Packers affiliate station in Wausau covering the Packers and doing weekend sports reporting and anchoring and fell in love with the state of Wisconsin, fell in love with the culture here, uh, had offers to leave the state to go and continue my sports broadcasting career and, and couldn't do it. I wanted to take a year off just so I could soak up the, all this culture that I was uh, hearing about, but never really got the chance to experience myself because it tended to happen the same time as the sports happens. Sure. Um, and so I just took a break and got scooped up by the Chamber of Commerce in Wausau. Uh, they threw me into a role um, that was leading the, the efforts to attract and retain millennial talent in that community. Um, which So they gave me the reins of a young professionals organization that had about 150 members, uh, and 13 months later, when I moved on, uh, that group had 2,700 members. So we did some fun stuff over the course of a year. I think I planned like 60 some events that year. Was a part of like the first year of of, of Milwaukee's YP Week, expanding from Milwaukee to the rest of the state. Excellent. In fact, uh, the first event I ever threw was in collaboration with Milwaukee. It was the the kickoff event for YP Week 2015 in Wausau. Um, and, uh, and then ended up working, uh, went from the, the chamber in, in Wausau to the economic development corporation where I helped them create a community engagement department, uh, using community engagement tactics as some of your strongest economic development tools. Um, and then started my company, then went to Eau Claire, did some startup Wisconsin stuff, then Milwaukee. Now I'm half Milwaukee, half Sheboygan. Love it. Definitely windy. I can, <laughs> I can dig that. Um, I want to ask you more about what it was like to take that year off. And I want to ask that question because I feel like so many of us in light of the pandemic are being given that opportunity and maybe that's negative, maybe that's positive. Um, but we are all being given an opportunity to kind of look around at where we live and where we work and play. Uh, what gave you kind of the security to say, like, I want to learn what, um, you were in Wausau, right? Correct. I want to learn what Wausau is really like. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, going back, it all kind of stems from my time spent at the TV station. You know, mm -hmm. I was in a new, I'd never stepped foot in on Badger State soil when I moved to Wausau in mm -hmm. October of 2012. And I had really only lived in two states in my life and they were right next to each other. So like going to a new state and like working in a, at a TV station where your colleagues are constantly covering stories about cool, interesting, unique things. Mm -hmm. um, like I, it was awesome. Like I was just a kid in a candy store. Like, you know, when you go off to college from high school and you're just like, everything is the coolest thing um, because you're not home. You're not with your, your parents. You're not around, you know, whatever. Like Sorry. it was, it was very much that way. And after three years of like hearing about all this cool stuff and, 
and not really, like I said, not getting the chance to, to, to consume it, um, right. experience it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for actually like the experience. I'm a, I'm a sucker for soaking in the experience and not hearing about it and just seeing pictures or, or hearing stories about it. It doesn't do it for me. So like, it almost felt like I had this like nagging feeling that like, you can't move, like you've enjoyed Wisconsin so much and you really haven't even experienced it outside of the realm of sports. Mm-hmm. You've only heard about it. Um, and you have this opportunity to move away from the state of Wisconsin and continue pursuing this dream that you had have had since you were 12 years old, which was like getting to ESPN. And like, for whatever reason, my 25 year old self at that point was like, mm, I, I'm still super supportive of Nick, you know, 12 year old Nick's like dream. But like, there's some sort of nagging feeling that like, I'm going to feel regretful if I move away from the state of Wisconsin, ha- not having really experienced it and, and ha- just forgotten what it had done for me. And so I, I it was kind of an obligate, like an obligatory feeling almost of like, I owe it to the state. It's brought me so much joy. I, I have to contribute back to it. Um, and what ended up happening was, I mean, fast forward a couple of years and I quickly fell into the role of like, what, Wisconsin did to me kind of like serendipitously or organically, if you will, like I now try to design those things to happen for other people. So I'm trying to duplicate the the same thing that happened to me by just kind of, even if it's just making up reasons for people to stick around or making up reasons for people to check out this thing. um, Because for the most part, um, and this is getting into my theory on engagement, (laughs) we don't give ourselves a chance to become engaged with things we we write things off before and and most of the time that's because of how they're exposed to us like they come off across as inauthentic or or marketed or pushed in our faces um and we tend to look the other way when something's like thrown in our face like that and if we just took the time to allow that to become uh kind of more organically exposed to us i think we'd take it a little more serious but that's that's a, that's for another conversation. <laughs> well, that was going to be my second question. Is you said you were maybe only two people knew about this engagement design consultant from the right. year, right? And like I feel like I've seen your work. I don't know if I see your work, but I see you all the time in Milwaukee doing cool things, talking to great people, and I've always been impressed by like, this ability, like you know, start talking to you. And then also there's like a group of like 10 people around us and we're having this like really engaging conversation. I'm like, who is this guy? Like, what is, <laughs> what is like, what is his deal? Um, so you say that we don't give ourselves enough time to really become organically engaged in something. And like, yeah, I mean, I'm like flipping through my Instagram, whatever. Or I'm like, oh, I like this. Like, let me check it out. Or I'm like, no, this is nothing to do with what I want. But you're right. Like I'm not, maybe not giving it the amount of time that new ideas deserve. So how do you guarantee that people give ideas the time that they potentially deserve? Well, it, it's, it's kind of about like most of the time stepping outside of like what you're familiar with, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think vulnerability is like the gateway to engagement. Um, you know, because when, when you become engaged with something, it's a feeling that kind of, overtakes your body it's not just a cerebral thing like you can feel it there's Mm -hmm. there's something between mind and body that that kind of culminates in a sense yeah normally happens because your perspective has been changed Mm -hmm. or you've taken in new information or you've had some sort of like mind you know altering experience or serendipitous like you know interaction or something like that and you can't deny it 
Um, and name the last time that's happened when, you know, when you've been scrolling through your Instagram feed or name the last time that's happened when, you know, it, it, it maybe happened when Facebook first started doing like listening sure. to us and placing ads in our, like how that's weird. But now we know that that's like fabricated and that's right. designed, you know, so those algorithms. And, and, and you just, if you just trace the steps back from when you, a moment then when you felt yourself become engaged and you've mm -hmm. had your perspectives changed, why did that happen? You know, like, in my perspective, like that was designed to happen. It just wasn't consciously designed to happen. Oh, I love that. If you look backwards from times that you deem as serendipitous moments in your life, it mm -hmm. all makes sense. You can look back and say, oh, here's why it's all, you can connect the dots in hindsight. Mm -hmm. The real trick is being able to connect it in foresight. And, and, and so when I say that I, you know, design serendipity, or like, at least that's the goal, mm -hmm. I'm not guaranteeing that things like serendipitous things are going to happen. I'm just being more mindful of the environments that, that we're hoping that those things happen in sure. and hopefully designing them in ways that will rise the likelihood of something like that happening so right. that we're not just leaving it to chance. Right. I love that. And I feel like people who live in Milwaukee or work and play in Milwaukee, we are living like we're leaving our life basically um, up to the people who are like our political, who elect our elected officials, people who are in charge of, you know, different bids and nids and all of that. And we're trusting them to design these experiences that eventually create this like really fulfilling life. Um, and I found that in Milwaukee so far. And I think that we're in such an interesting and pivotal moment in Milwaukee where we're getting so much opportunity to try new things. And I know that you're involved in some of that work too. Um, can you tell us a little bit some of the projects that you're working on right now? Oh, sure. Uh, <laughs> Please don't make me twist your arm or anything. Yeah. Um, well, you know, so the 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 thing that that takes uh, that that's consuming most of my my time and energy um, is in Sheboygan. So basically, mm -hmm. you know, uh, there's a public private partnership between the city of Sheboygan and the Economic Development Corporation, uh, and they are building an innovation district. And this is basically a new neighborhood. South, that they're developing south of downtown wow. along the shores of Lake Michigan. And, and so the city and the EDC are tasked with kind of developing the, um, the hardware part, right? And I describe uh, innovation districts uh, or any district really um, like the laptop in front of you. Like it's the thing that the things that you touch and that you see and that you interact with is the metal and the plastic, Right. Um, but the, without the operating system and the software, the stuff that you can't see on the inside, mm -hmm. that's just a hunk of metal and plastic, right? So, so these districts are split up into two components. You've got the hardware side, which is your buildings, your parking lots, your landscaping, the internet, that, that, that type of stuff. Um, and then you've got the software part, the operating system, the soft, you know, the groups, the clubs, the events, the momentum, the culture, right? The connections. Uh, so the city, and the Economic Development Corporation are leading the hardware part, and I get to lead the software part. Mm -hmm. so basically, the way I really dumb this down is they're building a new neighborhood, and I get to create the people that, like the group, the community that gets to live in that neighborhood, live this and is, play in that neighborhood. This is a very good place. Have you seen that show? This is very good place. It's on Netflix if you haven't. Never mind. But that's crazy. You're yeah. the architect of the city. Um, okay, what are, you, what are you architecting? Is that a word? I'm not sure. Sure. So I guess, sure, sure it is. Um, you know, Sheboygan is a, uh, Sheboygan County is a unique place 
uh, and not just when it when you put it next to um, other communities in the state or other you know manufacturing communities. Um, just to rattle off some stats, uh, Sheboygan is in the top five in the country uh, for a number of manufacturing firms. Um, Sheboygan is number one out of 300 and some metropolitan areas in the country with most amount of people who work at the fewest amount of firms. So that means we just got some massive companies. Um, and, and a lot of those companies have been around for a long, long, long time. Kohler companies, Sargento, Sartori, Johnsonville, Bemis Manufacturing, Volrath, Acuity. I mean, these are all massive companies, all still privately held by the families that started them. And wow. when, when you put that type of um, business uh, success and quite frankly, when you're looking at the innovation and startup entrepreneurship world, capital in one place and you put it and you happen to put it in a place that has access to super unique quality of life amenities like the lake mm -hmm. and um, like the golf courses that Kohler owns in this community uh, are, you know, two of the best in the country. You know, you, you put some of those things in the same place and it's honestly a wonder how it hasn't happened yet on its own. You sure. know, it's like, and, and, and so I just get to basically see all the dots and, and try to connect them through different partnerships, uh, different programs. And that's, you know, the best way that I can describe this is Sheboygan's already an innovative place. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't have these massive companies with, you know, I mean, Kohler employs 38,000 people worldwide. Yeah. Like that's nuts. You don't have those types of companies without innovation, mm -hmm. you know? Sheboygan is also like from 1978 to 2019, it was like top five and uh, top five in the country in patents produced, which is mm -hmm. like the metric for innovation, right? It's like if, if job creation is the, is the metric for like a strong economy, patent creation is like the, the, the metric for like a strong innovation, like culture, if you will. Sure, sure. So, so um, the way I describe this is like Col or uh, Sheboygan County right now is like, a 1000 piece puzzle that's it's still in the box we can see the picture on the outside of the box but you mm -hmm. open the box and all the puzzle pieces are you know separated and they're flipped over and it's all jumbled right but mm -hmm. it's still there so what i evenings. get to do <laughs> what i get to do is take the puzzle pieces out of the box and flip them all over and then i'm really just building the table sure. right you can't build a puzzle in thin air so i'm just building the table and inviting people in the community to come around and, oh, yeah, this piece fits here and this piece fits here. And so mm -hmm. I'm not the one actually creating this these connections. I'm just uncovering the opportunities for those things to be connected um, in a more organic way because you can't force the stuff to happen. You can only guide it. Right. That's gorgeous. Um, yeah. So we're we were about to start our in-person events uh, when <laughs> when COVID hit. Uh, so we've quickly pivoted to a digital uh, kind of content and virtual programming model. Sure. So I'll be starting a podcast in Sheboygan, interviewing um, innovate, innovators from the community, startup founders. Um, we'll also have, you know, we've had a handful of virtual events already um, and, and just a bunch of other fun stuff. Um, we're getting student run business programs started. Uh, there's potentially a partnership um, that's, you know, that could come out of like um, some connections between uh, Sheboygan County and Marquette. So mm -hmm. there's some Milwaukee Sheboygan connections there. Um, but all in all, I mean, we're, we're doing, we're trying to do a lot. And when you're trying to create something in a time like this, yeah. uh, you know, 
if you look back at crises in in humankind history, like the two the two elements of humanity that actually thrive in times of crisis are the two spaces that I get to play in right now, and I get to intersect those two things. And those two elements are innovation and community. Right? We 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 innately lean on each other when we're experiencing shared circumstances. Right? Mm-hmm. And so it's our innate uh, like just appeal to to create community in times of crisis. And then we have to fix problems. Like we have problems that need to be fixed. And how have we as a society ever gotten out of those things? Well, we've innovated. We've built tools. We found new ways, new strategies, new methods to create solutions for new problems, right? And so I get to do that like at the same time. It's really, really empowering. I love that. Uh, but when you come back to, you know, come back to a, a Milwaukee-centric fo- focus, um, you know, uh, working on a project that um, is a result of a really kind of a serendipitous uh, connection with with a tech developer in Milwaukee, uh, and it was as a result of me moving to Milwaukee about 18 months ago and trying to kind of find my tribe. And I had just finished a project in Eau Claire, uh, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, where I had developed um, a co-working space for a for the the co-founders of a tech uh, tech software company over there and and so I just built a co-working space from scratch and then didn't necessarily get to like stay there and like be a part of the community that I got to build which is sure. kind of frustrating and so I come to Milwaukee like knowing some contacts having some connections from my work around the state but also having that feeling of like I want to create my own network in a sense you know mm-hmm. and so I started bouncing around to different co-working spaces in Milwaukee um, to try to find my tribe, you know? And what I found, and I hope that, I hope there are a ton of people listening to this right now. I hope that none of those people own co-working spaces because the ones in Milwaukee don't have what I'm looking for. That's fair. Which is community, right? Mm -hmm. Like I want the stuff that you can't see. And for whatever reason, um, and this isn't just a Milwaukee thing. This is a, a validated like hypothesis, I suppose, if that's even a thing, a valid validated hypothesis. It is hypothesis. now. It's now. Um, that co-working spaces, because most of their assets are tied to the physical space, mm-hmm. and their overhead is tied to the physical space, that, that kind of gets them to think that the space is their most important asset, is the thing that everybody wants to buy. Mm-hmm. And it's not. I hate to break it to them. <laughs> like, I don't know if you've taken a look around Casey, but there's space to work everywhere, everywhere. you know? And, and, and most of it is free. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so when I bounced around and day passing at different co-working spaces in Milwaukee and didn't really meet anybody, didn't mm-hmm. learn anything new about the city or about new projects or anything like that. I was just like, I'm going to have a better time probably just bouncing around to different coffee shops and restaurants. Truly. So I did about 30 to 40 days of doing that, just bouncing around, uh, like starting the morning here at, at one place at a stone Creek and then going to a collectivo and then, you know, and then in and at a happy hour at, some, at a bar or something like that. So and I had caffeine. a way better time. <laughs> I, I learned way more about the city. I met mm-hmm. way more people. Um, and so I met this tech developer and we started jiving on well, what if Milwaukee could actually use to his advantage um, in a co-working capacity, this, this culture of neighborhoods, like we have the, we're known for being a city of neighborhoods. 
What if we could leverage that and we could turn like neighborhoods into co-working communities? And we're like, okay, that's a good idea. And then a couple of uh, kind of Google Doc exchanges later, we had an idea for a project called Workaround. Mm-hmm. Workaround is essentially like a hybrid of LinkedIn and Airbnb. So tell me more. So LinkedIn connects a community of professionals, of like-minded professionals to each mm-hmm. other, um, but doesn't necessarily have anything that's part of the platform um, that is encouraging face-to-face physical like interaction or yeah. collaboration. It's more or less a, a referral source, right? A referral platform. And an Airbnb provides people that are looking for spaces to stay, to, to lodge with connections to places who have pl- that extra space, right? So if we did that, a combination of those two things, that would look like, well, uh, I'm a remote worker. I don't have an office. I don't have a team. I don't have coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm lonely. I need a, a, a community of people to, you know, bounce ideas off of and vent between meetings and, you know, ask and talk about my weekend and whatnot. Um, but I also like would like to leverage that community to learn more about the city that I live in. Mm -hmm. And maybe I don't want to keep going to the same coffee shop every single day. Maybe I want to learn more about that. Maybe I want to use spaces that aren't even necessarily identified as remote work friendly spaces. Right. And so we started toying around with the idea of, well, there are bars that are, people love to be in bars from four to uh, from four to bar close. Mm -hmm. And I'm, but they're paying a mortgage or a lease for the whole 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Like what if we could turn that bar into a co-working space from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. and provide that property owner or that business owner with an extra line of revenue? Yes. You know? And what if we did that with like hotel lobbies or vacant storefronts mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't know, like park shelters or something like that. And so we went through the 4M incubator, um, which is a collaboration between the Commons and the, the Milwaukee Tech Coalition and We Pivot, and there's a handful of other uh, stakeholders involved in that in that initiative. Um, and what we created was we we have this project that uh, I'm I don't know why I'm reluctant to call it a startup, but I, but I, but it's a startup like we built <laughs> an app. You did the thing. We're, we're doing the thing. Yes. Um, and we hope to launch the, uh, you know, an iteration of Workaround very soon. Um, I'm not going to say too much about it because I don't want to jinx us. I love the um, secrets. But, uh, but, but I guess I, I'll leave, you know, I'll wrap up details on that project on Workaround by saying, uh, what if you could imagine parks being a, a more integral part of work and life balance mm-hmm. as a remote worker. What if you liked biking, you liked being outdoors, but you also wanted a place to, to bury your head and, and do some coding or respond to some emails um, or whatever it may be for however many hours a day. Um, well, if that sounds interesting to you, you might just, uh, might just want to check out workaround at some point. <laughs> I love that. And I'm really looking forward to learn more, learning more about this um, as it comes to fruition. We've got about a minute left, Nick. Uh, we wouldn't be Bridge City if we didn't ask you to give some action steps for our community. Do you have any? Of course, yes. Step outside your comfort zone. And I know that's a thing that's kind of circulating in the Milwaukee community. But, but if you like music or you like art, 
but you don't like food or you don't like beer, like don't let those types of things like deter you from experiencing something. Um, because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say there's more to it than what you see on the surface. Yeah. And and there's different perspectives that will help you um, I don't know, just have a have have a, a better view of the world, I suppose. <laughs> a more fulfilled view of the world. Sure. Um, be prideful. Be prideful. When you hear a story, share it, you know, like do this world some good by carrying on the good that you that you consume. Be an ambassador for the people around you, for the communities that you live in, for the organizations that you're part of, and for the ideas that that come across, you know, your ears and your eyes. Like yes, everything starts with an idea, and 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 I know that we write off ideas because they're a dime a dozen, and they are, and execution takes a lot. But like just getting the support for an idea is sometimes all someone needs. Thank you, Nick, for being on our show and sharing your ideas. And of course, thank you, listeners. If you like what we're doing, consider supporting us on Patreon at the 414 level. And of course, let us know how you're helping bridge the city.